my name is Eric. Um, welcome to the Ranting and Braving podcast. This is the baseball edition of the Ranting <laughs> and Braving podcast. And today I'm going to be joined by um, somebody who you're going to get to know a, little, a lot better. His name is Brennan Doyle and his friend of mine, someone I've gotten to know over the years. Brennan, why don't you introduce yourself? What's up, y'all? I'm Brennan Doyle. Um, I will be I guess essentially the co-host of this portion of the podcast um, where we just hope to look at baseball in general. Um, Like obviously we're going to have our fan fandoms. um, We're going to have our biases, but just looking at baseball in a whole and just sharing our love of the game essentially um, Mm -hmm. and our love and passion for baseball and everything that comes with it. Yeah. I think where I see this going is, is, people know us and know we like baseball and probably have at some point or another talked about baseball with us, whether that was on their choice or on our own, but part of who we are and we're going to own that. And so my hope here is that if you catch yourself listening to this, the ranting and braving baseball show that you find yourself just like wanting to talk baseball with us. And so we're going to talk about current things. We're going to talk about, um whatever we feel like talking about to be completely honest <laughs> exactly um having done the ranting and braving podcast solely focused on the braves was super fun and i intend to continue that um but this gives us the space to also talk about other things that may not be braves related and so my hope is that if you like baseball or you like me or you like brennan or you like something about something we've talked about that you'll share tell a friend get um tune in and help make this show something awesome so um absolutely yeah um i'm really excited for the start of the baseball season um this was i don't know i i how do you feel when you go through off seasons like do you feel like they go quickly do you feel like they drag on like where are you at um well i feel like it goes quickly if you're not a scott boris calling um, <laughs> That's a good point. So I I feel like it just um it's always like in the same way of there's always going to be one big free agent. This year was Otani. Um, Judge was obviously was that Judge was last year. Um, mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like you got to wait for the big ball to drop, and then everything else just goes. So mm-hmm. like obviously Otani was the talk of the off season. Well, in general, the Dodgers were the talk of the off season. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's where I feel like off season can kind of go through. It's like ups and downs mm-hmm. um, where you definitely have like the ups of like, Oh, where's the big, where's the big name going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once the big name signs, it's kind of just like, Oh, so we're going, we're going quick. Um, yeah. I feel like with the off season, you don't realize how many people are in free agency mm-hmm. until that moment happens. Yeah. Well, and I think what's cool is, is we go into free agency and we see a list of names. You're like, oh, this person could be someone on your team. But then as the offseason progresses, new names pop up, players get moved to different teams. And suddenly you realize like, wait a minute, like I didn't expect this guy on my team. Like imagine, imagine you're a Mariners fan and you've gotten used to the crop of guys that almost got you into a playoff playoff art mm-hmm. game last year and all of a sudden like half of those guys got moved like um yeah. suarez got moved he's no longer at third base like there's a bunch of different guys if you struck out and you played for the mariners you're not there anymore yeah and and that's like, a decision and mm-hmm. yeah honestly for the mariners that's great because it like that was the mariners issue last year was they struck out so much and you either you basically most of the bats in their lineup was either you're going to get an extra base hit or you're Mm going to strike out. Mm -hmm. And frankly, that was with Julio Rodriguez at the same time. Like it was pretty much every single bat in that lineup was you're either hot or you're not. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't, they just weren't consistent. Um, Which then like it's, if you're not consistent, then you kind of sit in the middle of the pack because the Mariners are a good team. Mm -hmm. It's just when that issue is coming up, um, then what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's hard. Like strikeouts can be rally killers. Like you get a guy or leadoff guy hits a double, but then the second guy strikes out, and you're like, "Oh wow, 
Now let's hope that the next guy moves the runner over or does something. And not to say that that's the only way you can score runs, like doubles, home runs. These are ways to score runs, and they're really effective ways of scoring runs. But mm-hmm. if your lineup is full of guys who can be struck out, especially now in a time where, especially with bullpens, the way they're at, it's like oh yeah, a team can load up on guys that can strike you out, and you could be cooked. And mm-hmm. if you're going exactly. through a bad day – um. It's, I mean, it's a tough, I mean, it's going to be a tough time. I remember uh, my family was visiting my mom. My mom's in the Washington area. She's mm-hmm. north, like on the, off the coast. And we went to a Mariners game and they're playing the Yankees. Yankees had an okay season, but they weren't having mm-hmm. a world series threat or a world series con- contender season. Exactly. And the Mariners had a pretty decent season. I was really excited. I'm like, this is going to be a great game. It was a boring game because mm-hmm. The Mariners couldn't get anyone on base and (laughs) the Yankees. I mean, even I think it was Nestor Cortez who's pitching and he was fine, but like he had a down year for last year. And so Mm -hmm. I'm looking at his numbers. I'm like, okay, he's got a five ERA and the Mariners are looking decent, good and are decent or playing well. And Mm -hmm. it was not that. And that's, I mean, that's the beauty of baseball is you never really know how it's going to play out. You can, you can know, but until the game is played, like, who knows? I mean, so. I think prime example of that is literally the playoffs of last year. Mm-hmm. Like prime example of you don't know how this game is going to go until it goes. Because, I mean, you look at the Dodgers. The Dodgers dropping the series, the Diamondbacks. Pretty sure anyone that was not in the state of Arizona did not see that coming. So mm-hmm. it's, frankly, we're in kind of just to piggyback on what you said before of like teams loading up their bullpens. Like mm-hmm. that is the kind of baseball we're kind of shifting into to where this where we're kind of the days of old where your starter is going to go seven or six to eight innings and you're going to have mm-hmm. your setup and closing guy just come out and knock out whatever's mm-hmm. left. I feel like we're sh- slowly shifting into the starters will get the five innings that way they qualify mm-hmm. for the win, mm-hmm. and then these stacked bullpens are going to come in and just wipe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think especially where. Sometimes there's a scarcity when it comes to good starting pitching, but if there's a ton of bullpen guys that are available, you got to take what you can get. And you may not oh, yeah. be in the market to go get Yoshinobu or want to pay for Blake Snell or Garrett Cole and guys like that. But maybe you can afford a couple of bullpen guys that can mm-hmm. progress where you're at. And if you can get a couple of serviceable starters and a good bullpen, and you've got an offense that's going to go, you can surprise somebody. And you may not be a 100-win season or 100-win team, but if you can squeak your way into the playoffs and then the bullpen gets hot, you get a good closer, and the lineup's hitting. Like, oh, yeah. All bets are off. I mean, exactly. like I said, ask. I mean, but you could, I mean, ask the Diamondbacks, ask the Dodgers. They're going to tell you that. But the Braves, mm-hmm. we experienced that too, like, I mean, we had the best team in the league for most of the season and then show up against the big bad Phillies and Zach Wheeler's like, I don't care. And that was the game Mm -hmm. we won. Like we beat Zach Wheeler, but I mean, we didn't deserve to beat him. He he was kicking our butt every, every of that game until they finally got the, got a hold of him. But still it's like, I mean, that's, I mean, it's what I think what, what the beauty of this shows is you don't, there's no one way to win the world series and there's no script there's you just you got to play the games and so the dodgers can load up on yoshinobu and glass mm -hmm. now and a bunch of studs and know that kershaw is going to be coming in august and september and hopefully Mm -hmm. give you the best version of kershaw which i want to see the best version of kershaw in the postseason i hate watching him struggle um but that's not the only way to do it. I mean, you can also be the Rangers where you've struggled in the bullpen all season. You're making moves to bolster your bullpen. And then at the end of the day, it's like, well, this didn't work. And so you bring your best pitchers and you move them to the bullpen. And that's how you do it. That's what the, what Mm -hmm. the nationals did a few years ago. It's they rode, um, what is, uh, Strasburg who he was never the same. They rode Scherzer. He's, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was already old, but, he made it and then what back season. when Patrick Corbin was relevant. Yeah, back when Patrick Corbin, that was like the last time we saw him. And 
yeah he won a world series so it i mean it wasn't a bad move because they won a world series no. so no absolutely not but yeah i think i don't know it's cool i think it's cool because it gives everybody a chance like you can be the money ball a's and maybe have a chance or you can be mm-hmm. like the big bad wolf yankees are now the big bad wolf dodgers and yeah, yeah, everyone knows that you're probably going to be in the playoffs and you've kind of done everything you can to make sure that you've locked in your position at opening day. But at the end of the day, you got to play the games and it's a long mm-hmm. 162 marathon of a season. And so it's going to be really oh, interesting yeah. to see. And I think that's what I'm just, I'm really excited about this. Exactly. Um, yeah. So tell well, me you about to, your. You can, or, go ahead. Oh. I was going to say, tell me about your, like, fandom. Who do you root for? What's I, – I mean, I know who you root for, but, like, tell the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> so I have the fortune of misfortunes of being an Angels fan. Um, it's uh, it's an interesting road. <laughs> um, has been for a very uh, long time, it seems. But it's kind of just one of those things where it's um, – you just hope they can make it one day and – can I can just be the one to say I've I've been there since the beginning type of thing, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, thanks to you and my my buddy Grant, um, I am basically an adopted Braves fan at the same time, um, so it's good to have a team that's in the win column consistently <laughs> uh, support. Um, mm-hmm. So those are kind of the two that I mainly uh, or I sink the most time into, I would say. There you but go. Obviously, like there's teams all all around that. Mm-hmm. can kind of nerd out about mm-hmm. and you're in you're are you closer to seattle or are you closer to portland you're closer, closer to portland, portland right okay mm-hmm. what is the baseball scene like in portland what's that like um it's i would say it's not as like predominant okay. um i feel like because soccer soccer is kind of big in portland okay. with the timbers and then basketball of course with the blazers so those are kind of mm-hmm. like the main two when it mm-hmm. comes to the portland area Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I mean, you go up to Seattle and then you have the Mariners and you kind mm-hmm. of just like, see those people that are more baseball in tune, but mm-hmm. I think, um, baseball is not as much of a focus compared to like, I mean, the Seahawks or the Seahawks, um, mm-hmm. and like the Pacific Northwest fandom is what it is where everyone hitches on with the Pacific Northwest teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say like, it just depends on the season mm-hmm. of, um, if baseball is in session, then I feel like I see a lot more people talking about baseball. Mm-hmm. But when it's not, then it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, the Seahawks are playing, or oh, mm-hmm. there's another thing going on. Mm-hmm. Did you, um, did you ever find yourself like pulled towards the Mariners or somebody else that's out there, or was it like how did you how did you avoid becoming a Mariners fan out there? Um, I'd say like when when we first moved up here um kind of like went with the punches and um paid attention to the mariners went to a few mariners games and um kind of just paid attention to it but um i think just like deep down it was always angels fandom was where i was at um and i mean there's even pictures of Hmm. me in mariners gear so Mm -hmm. i can i can say that (laughs) um but yeah so i think it's it's just always been um angels have been my team um too thick and thin so that's cool that's cool that's cool and i i've grown up in southern california my whole life and Mm -hmm. my dad's a big dodger fan um it's funny because he like he it's like he sets his calendar around little the Dodgers are doing this, the Dodgers are doing that. And I totally <laughs> resonate with that because I'm the same way. Like when it's baseball season, I know when like my mood lifts and all this stuff, but oh, yeah. he's a Dodger fan. So I was raised rooting for the Dodgers, but I lived closer to Orange County where I was just as much an Angels fan. So as a kid, I rooted for the Dodgers. I rooted for the Angels, but yeah. the bigger team for me was always the Braves. And that's because... Mm-hmm. The Braves, nobody had told me to root for the Braves. I kind of found them on my own, and they became my own team. And at the time, the team that I'd been watching, the Braves, had been really good. And I was like, I want to keep watching this team. And so 
ever since then I've stuck with them. And my grandpa, he he's from New York. He was a Mets fan, but he'd home me. It's like, I love the way Andrew Jones plays. He always has a smile on his face. He's an oh, easy yeah. guy to root for. He's an easy guy to watch. And I resonated with that. And so um, baseball has always been something that's been encouraged around me. And so I picked mm-hmm. the Braves as my team when they went through their rebuild. I jumped deep into prospects and just kind of fell in love with that part of the rebuilding process and development. And I think that I, well, I just, I've always had an appreciation for teams that go through a rebuild. Mm-hmm. And I think I, that's made it really fun and easy to root for some of these underdog teams. And that's a lot of what I do now. It's like, I see this team with tons of prospects. Like, Oh, I just want to see what's going to happen. And so, um, yeah. but because the Braves and Dodgers are two giants right now, I have mm-hmm. to pick a team. And so I exactly. stick with the Braves and it's like, uh, do I really want to root for the Dodgers? I know deep down inside, and I don't tell anybody, even though I'm on a podcast now, I do still kind of root for the Dodgers. Yeah. But I also now, it's like, um, I kind of want to see them lose. Like, it's just more fun to watch them they, lose. They've, like, they've become the, the big villain of the, yeah. Of the MLB. Yeah, um, like, don't get me wrong. I love Kershaw, and I love guys over there. I, I still love Freddie, but... Yeah. I don't know. It's no fun you to watch not love Freddie, Freddie and Mookie and Kershaw and Shohei and all these guys dominate. It's like I don't want to watch that. Like, come on, let's exactly. well, let's watch. Let's see um, Lance Lynn roll out, roll or throw, <laughs> give up four bombs. Let's watch that instead. But <laughs> oh, I don't know. Cardinals I'm, and I'm Dodgers a bad are going to be an interesting series. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, don't get me started. I hate, I still hate the Cardinals. They're never going <laughs> to do anything that's going to earn some good goodwill in my heart but no i but yeah i'm but yeah that's that's a glimpse of what you're gonna get here is real (laughs) authentic baseball fandom i'm not gonna pretend that i'm rooting for the dodgers but like you know i still like some of their guys over there like i can't help it when i flip on the radio and all they want to talk about is the dodgers so like i know what's going on i'm not i mean this season is basically just gonna be what are the dodgers doing Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't go out and spend over a billion dollars in an off season and not get talked about. Exactly, exactly. Like that's that. It's gonna be like Dodgers win. Everyone's gonna be like, okay, yeah, we saw this coming. Dodgers lose. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, you got this big stack team and you still lost <laughs> type of thing. Like Dodgers will be though. They'll, they'll be interesting to see. I think. Yeah. Um, I definitely like they. They look good. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't deny that. Mm-hmm. Like even as a fan of the other side of the freeway, mm-hmm. you can't deny that the Dodgers are good mm-hmm. and they're going to be good for mm-hmm. the years to come. Yeah. Well, and like as someone who's going to watch baseball, like go watch them. They're really good. Like <laughs> they play baseball in a good, like I'm not going to say the right way, but in a fun way, they play it yeah. in a way that like wants makes you want to watch them they're going to be a fun team to watch. If you get a chance mm-hmm. to see them go, like, please go flip, watch them on TV, like enjoy yeah. their stars. Like that's, that's what makes sports great is superstars. Mm-hmm. It's watching. Nobody wants to watch a bunch of average teams and wonder who's going to win. People want to watch like heroes beat villains and villains yeah. beat heroes. Like that's, exactly. I, mean, I grew up watching the Yankees take on everybody. And you know what? that's the team that I wanted to root against. It's like, I didn't want to see the Texas Rangers in the world series. When I was a kid, I wanted to see the Yankees because that was the team that if you beat the Yankees, you know, dang, we beat the Yankees. And so mm-hmm. when it comes to the playoffs, like who do I want to watch as a Braves fan? I want to see the Dodgers. I want to know we went mano a mano against the big bad wolf and we beat. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. at the same time, I'm probably going to be rooting for the diamondbacks because do I really want to play them? No, but no, exactly, it's gonna feel. Hey, a whole uh, lot I'm better excited. When... I'm excited for just the Dodgers and Diamondbacks, the 126 <laughs> win Dodgers versus the 89 win Diamondbacks, and the power of friendship. I'm so excited. Yeah, but yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. But like, because yeah, that's it, that's the question. Yeah, uh, just like even like little things, like it's gonna be. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. And this is <laughs> going to be a fun year. This is going to be a really oh, yeah. fun year. Yeah, I think it'll like, there. there's a lot of storylines going into it. Um, like, I mean, we can, we can touch on, um, I was going to ask you, we can talk about divisions and who do you think's got the division, um, current state, and who do you think is like a dark horse kind mm. of pick for each division? All right. Well, I'm going to start with the West, uh, National League West. And I think obviously, I like I'm gonna stick, yeah, <laughs> the Dodgers are going to be my division winner, but let's, okay. Mm-hmm. Use my dark horse as a what if they didn't? How would somebody beat them? I don't mm-hmm. think Rockies, they don't have enough firepower to do it. No. I don't think the Giants have the pitching or the hitting to do it, but they did it once and I didn't believe in them. So, but I mm-hmm. do think, and I don't believe in the Padres. I think the Padres really like once Peter Seidler passed away, they kind of embraced like, all right, we can't keep spending like this. Like, we got to. And you never know, maybe Blake Snell comes back, but like, I think they made a lot of financial decisions to say like, we're going to try to do this differently. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And they've got, they still have Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis and guys that can hit and guys that can pitch. And um, it's very possible that they bounce back, but I think the Diamondbacks are going to be the one to contend. And I think that is, Mm -hmm. it's just, I think it hinges on, what does Corbin Carroll look like this year? Like, is is he going to be be the star that Mm -hmm. pulls them all together? Or does he go through a sophomore slump? Because if he goes through a sophomore slump, it could be a tough year for them. Because I think what the Diamondbacks did this offseason is basically building around what can Corbin do? Because they're Mm -hmm. giving him basically the same team Mm -hmm. that he had last year. Mm -hmm. The World Series runner-up team. And I mean, like the only was it they lost Evan Longoria, mm-hmm. but then replaced him with Ueno Suarez, who's basically mm-hmm. going to do the same thing Longoria was mm-hmm. going to do, just minus mm-hmm. the veteran presence. Mm-hmm. But like you go out there, especially for the pitching staff, like you look at the mm-hmm. pitching staff and how young they are. You out there and you get um, Rodriguez, mm-hmm. who's going to be in this vet role mm-hmm. um, towards these younger guys like Gallon, like Kelly, like um, what's his name? Fought. Brandon Fott. Yes. Fott. Um, Brandon Fott. Like, these guys are going to be what's going to be the difference. Is, mm. like, can can they show up? Like, I'm 100% with you. I think the Padres, I think this is the year of the collapse, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see Snell returning mm-hmm. to the Padres. Um, and then, obviously, we're going to see, like, what is that gap of not having Soto make for the Padres? I think, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. the Padres have some up-and-comers mm-hmm. coming up, but I think that at the same time, like, this is the year where they're just going to take a step back um, and realize that they kind of put themselves in a money hole and kind of just mm-hmm. get themselves out by kind of slumming per season. Giants mm-hmm. in the same way of, like, I mean, they haven't really done a whole lot. Like, they go out there, they get Solaire, but then Solaire mm-hmm. is – a 200 hitter that's going to get you 30 bombs if he's healthy mm-hmm. and but like there's not much else that they were doing so it's like mm-hmm. i think that division comes down to the dodgers and the padres and mm-hmm. obviously like the dodgers are the the obvious choice but mm-hmm. um i think the dark horse there is like you said the diamondbacks mm-hmm. i think the giants are such an interesting team because mm-hmm. the way they've treated their pitching over the years is like a pitching development factory i mean oh, yeah. they took did they take no they didn't have god did they have gossman yeah they did oh my gosh yeah, they had gossman on that team that won 107 games oh my gosh and but like they take these guys who are like oh, i don't know if he's the real deal and then they turn them into something and i think that if they've figured something out and obviously last year wasn't the year for pitching development but like if they figured something out where they can take scrap heap guys and turn them into real real deal starters like not only are you going to constantly attract guys that want to revive their careers but you're going to be able to cultivate gems and turn them into something and that's i mean eventually the offense is going to do something and you never know what some of these minor additions do when they're playing baseball in a different way but i do want to see somebody go to the giants like 
give him somebody to work with. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't need to be Aaron Judge. It wasn't, I mean, Otani kicked the tires on the Giants. That would have been really, really interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not rooting for the Giants. I still don't like rooting for the Giants, mm-hmm. but no. you want to, I, mean, I just like, want to see things be compelling. Yeah. The one person I want to see from the Giants succeed this season is Logan Webb. Mm-hmm. Like, he pitched the most innings, I believe, out of anyone in the NL last year. Mm. And, like, his walk rate was great. Mm. He just, like, he needs that oomph pitch. Like, the mm. pitch, the strikeout pitch. I feel like that's something that he really was told to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, but then kind of that was, like, when he mainly threw just his forcing fastball and didn't mm. have as much sinker percentage. Um but like his ground ball rate is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And like, if he can get that ground ball rate, but then mix it up and like his walk rate is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, hold on. If I can see if I can pull up his BB nine. Yeah. His, his walk percentage was 3.6%. Oh my gosh. Last year. It was top. Yeah. It was the top of the league. Uh-huh. Like he had the best walk percentage, mm-hmm. and the only issue is like because he throws a sinker, mm-hmm. and the the hard hit percentage mm-hmm. is where he gets knocked up. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, so I would I would love to see him succeed this year. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. obviously like he has to continue that figuring or continue the ways of the way his walk percentage is, mm-hmm. but then find ways to lower that hard hit percentage. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's where he gets beat up. Mm-hmm. All right. So we talked about the national league West. Give me your thoughts on the national league central. Where do you think, who do you think is the main oh, contender the in the league national league central. central? And who do you think could be a surprise team for us? Um, I think the national, the national, national, say that right. Um, the National League Central, I think, oof, um, I think the division goes to the Brewers, um, mm. mainly because yes, they lost Corbin Burns, but I think that opens up, like they don't, well, they won't have Woodruff, they won't have Burns, mm-hmm. but Freddie Peralta. I think mm-hmm. is going to have a dark horse Cy Young Ooh. candidate type of season. Okay. Which like hot take, very much hot take. Um, mm-hmm. But like I was um, doing what I usually do and nerding out over baseball savant. And <laughs> um, I'm so glad you're into this because I like savant, but not to your degree, which is good. Cause we don't need two nerds on this podcast. One is good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but i was looking at like his whiff and k percentage is uh-huh. in like elite category okay and that is mainly on his fastball and uh-huh. slider and so like i think it was oh gosh i can't remember who it all was i think it was there's three pitchers i think it was him cole and blake snell Okay. Cole and Blake Snell were the top three in the league when it came to whiff percentage on a mm-hmm. fastball and slider combination. Mm-hmm. So I think you pair that up um, with like the Brewers rotation is going to be interesting, but at the same mm-hmm. time, the Brewers are a team that mm-hmm. build pitching staffs out of mm-hmm. literally nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think that can be where that comes. You have, I, I think Contreras is mm-hmm. going to have, like, he already had kind of like a breakout season, I would say, mm-hmm. last year. But mm-hmm. I think this is a season where it's like, he's going to prove it. I mean, he mm-hmm. proved in Atlanta that he can do mm-hmm. it. Um, I was say, he was an all-star in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I think this is like, he got the year to get comfortable in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now that he's established, I think this mm-hmm. is that's where he um, goes. But I mm-hmm. think Dark Horse is going to be the Pirates. Okay. Oh, I, shoot. I think I like this. I think, like, because this this is the thing with the NL Central. Is the NL Central can go anywhere. Yeah. Um, I I'm fully sure that, like, oh goodness, this is where it's hard. Um, I'm fully sure the Cardinals are going to have kind of a similar season that mm-hmm. they did last year. Okay. Um, 
I think that the pitching they picked up is mm-hmm. not gonna do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, I could like put that on record. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But like, I I don't think what, compared to what they were last season, mm-hmm. and I don't think their additions made any big oomphs. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I heard this the other day. Um, well, and somebody was complimenting the moves that the Cardinals made and especially complimenting um, Sonny Gray. And don't get me wrong. I like Sonny Gray too. I don't think I wanted Sonny Gray to join the Braves, but I understand why people liked him. He had a really good year last year, but I just don't believe in Sonny Gray. And so if Sonny Gray is your big move and then you get a bunch of journeyman starters at the ends of their careers and Mm – you get a glorified like, pitching machine in Lance Lane. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, just because he goes back to St. Louis doesn't mean he, he can't, he can go back to being a decent pitcher. Like, it doesn't work like yeah. that. And just because you're the Cardinals and you have a way doesn't mean that it's all going to work out. And so, I don't know. I hope that the Cardinals mm-hmm. continue to be terrible and we can laugh at the Cardinals. We're all because... for the Cardinals' downfall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired of the damn Cardinals. Like, I, yeah. I, they but really like, who, rubbed who, me who, the wrong way when Matt Carpenter is going up oh, there yeah. and beating up Kershaw in the seventh inning. I'm like, ah, stop. I don't want to watch these guys anymore. <laughs> exactly. But like, because that's the thing that the NL Central is like, yes. I could see. I think the Pirates are definite like dark horse. Mm-hmm. But I think the division can like it can go either way. Yeah. Like you saw that the like statement from the Reds last year uh-huh. of like these up and coming guys proving uh-huh. themselves. Yeah. Um. And you got Hunter Green so far mm-hmm. in spring training looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you got the Cubs. The Cubs look great. Like mm-hmm. see how is it Imanga see. Mm-hmm how he does mm-hmm. and then obviously like them picking up bellinger again is a mm-hmm. great addition mm-hmm. we can touch on that more later mm-hmm. but like in who they have still like mm-hmm. i don't think they lost anyone big and the cubs yeah. were like almost there last season mm-hmm. it just came down to themselves i mean they they literally beat themselves out of them yeah like that. um shout out say suzuki in atlanta mm-hmm. for that one <laughs> um yeah i forgot about that but like I think the Cubs have a chance mm-hmm. um, and this could be where the Brewers, because the Brewers have been in contention for the top mm-hmm. of the NL Central for years. Mm-hmm. But I think this is where like, like, yes, I think they can get the division. Mm-hmm. I think it all depends on their pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you, if you want to bet, like, that is where the NL Central can go either way. Yeah. Um, but I think it be... ultimately comes down to the Brewers or the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And but so that, I think the Pirates. Sure. I think I'm going to jump on the Reds. I think the Reds did something that I wish more young teams did and said, mm-hmm. we have a good young core. Let's add to that core. And I don't love adding Jamer Candelario is like a big move, but Mm -hmm. you're adding an established veteran who's consistently been able to hit wherever he goes. And you add him to a team that probably could just use a little bit of consistency, especially when you got young guys, because you have enough young guys that you don't know which young guy is going to have the downfall season. Who's going to continue improving. Like is Ali Mm -hmm. Dilla Cruz going to turn into the superstar that we all hope and and MLB wants him? Or is he going to be Cruz? Right. And so it's like, well, let's see. Is Matt McCain, I hope I'm getting his name right, but or McLean. McCain or the, McLean. I think it's McLean. Yeah, yeah. Is he gonna be the like super not superstar, but like is he gonna be your breakout middle infielder on that team? Is he gonna be mm-hmm. the one still in the headlines? Or is Jonathan India gonna reestablish himself as a second baseman or one of their yeah. first baseman slash third baseman slash corner outfielders gonna like establish themselves as a real deal guy? Like there are so many interesting balls of clay, plus a pitching mm-hmm. staff that's young and has plenty yeah. of torque. Like, I mm-hmm. I think that there's enough stuff in their bag that they can find nine guys that are going to hit, 
nine guys that can play defense are mostly young, which means they're going to be able to run, mm-hmm. which means they're hopefully going to be able to play some defense. And I think that that would be a team that I bet on where they've yeah. got enough young guys and enough duplication at different positions that if they need to make a move, they're going to have the tools to do it. And I think that's a dangerous place to be at, especially in a division that's winnable. So I would yeah. favor the Reds as my division contender. And I suppose my dark horse, I was going to put the Brewers as my dark horse. I don't believe mm-hmm. it. I don't like the thing that I, this isn't the thing. I think you've really cap, caught my interest talking about Freddie Peralta, but mm-hmm. I know I trust their ability to build the pitching staff. And I really like adding guys like Joey Ortiz and like guys who they're going to be part of the next future. And mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, Joey Ortiz just in general is a guy who I'm excited to see get more playing time because yeah. he was a guy that could have been really good if he played for someone, not the Orioles. And so now he's going to mm-hmm. get a real chance to play every day and hopefully probably take over for Willie Adamas at some point. But if Willie Adamas has a great season, now you've got two guys or if, I mean, I just think the Brewers are so – they're so up in the air that it's going to be really yeah. interesting. Is this Willie Adamas' last season on his contract? I believe he's a free agent at the end of the season. So then um, it's, this is a contract season. Exactly. Him. So he's got yeah. to prove it. Exactly. So I think the Brewers – I wouldn't necessarily call him a dark horse because I'm not brave enough to call the Pirates or the Cardinals my contender. But I think yeah. what makes the Brewers dark horsey is that – there are a lot of variables to their team that are hard to know what's going to happen. Like you don't know. I mean, they lost their general manager who is a huge part mm-hmm. of what allowed them to do what they've been able to do. Craig council mm-hmm. playing, playing in the division for somebody else. Like I exactly. don't tell me that I hate Craig council. He annoyed me so much. Seemed like every time <laughs> there was something to argue about, he was out there arguing about it. It's like, go oh, sit yeah. in your goes to go back to the dugout but exactly. he's a really good manager and if he was he was my manager i'd be ecstatic to have him in there mm-hmm. and something i wanted to touch on as well for the reds um alexis diaz Ooh, closer yeah. of that group mm-hmm. like last year he pitched in 71 games mm-hmm. he had 37 saves like mm-hmm. he he was an all-star like mm-hmm. that is like it was kind of like um i feel like his his up and coming was always being an edwin diaz's shadow mm-hmm. but like i think last year he established himself and um if you have that kind of guy mm-hmm. at the end of your bullpen mm-hmm. um like i think that's that's good and kind of like what we touched on earlier about these teams mm-hmm. getting these strong bullpens like if mm-hmm. you have this guy as your um your your last guy coming out Mm -hmm. like i would have faith in um that Mm -hmm. faith in him coming out um but yeah i think that's that's ultimately like where the central sits is like Mm -hmm. it can go either way yeah um but yeah all right well hey who's gonna break my heart (laughs) <laughs> who who's gonna who's going to knock the Braves off of their mantle? Who's your dark horse team to beat us? I mean, you could you can go in whatever way you want here. But obviously, yeah. Well, obviously, you, you, you can you have your I, own. Ad- well, I know you're a big Marlins guy. <laughs> oh, oh, the Marlins! They got Tim Anderson. They're winning the World Series. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Down goes Anderson. Um, I forgot about that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't believe it. So yeah. here, here's where I'm at with the analyst. Braves, they're they're the team. Uh-huh. Um, I think going into this season, they're always going to be exciting to to watch. It's the Atlanta Braves. Um, I think the addition of Chris Sale is mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. um if he's healthy that's mm-hmm. it's gonna be great to see um because i think what was it uh last season he only he only started 20 games 
Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, he went six and five. ZRA was just above four. Mm-hmm. Um, but he struck out 125 batters in mm-hmm. 102 innings. Mm-hmm. Like, he's still got that strikeout capability. And if he gets a full, healthy season, especially mm-hmm. in Atlanta, with a, like, essentially, because it's like, let's let's see what he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, Spencer Strider, Spencer Strider, I don't need to, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I don't need to sing his praises. Like we all know Spencer Strider. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to see what this curveball he's implemented looks like. Yeah. Saw that. Because that. from what, from what I saw from his spring training start mm-hmm. was that curveball was working. Yeah. And he was in spring training sitting 98, 99. Mm-hmm. And That's it's like, Oh yeah, so I think he'll be interesting. And but dark horse wise, oh goodness, you can't roll out Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't want to say it, you can't roll out the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's like it all depends on if Philly can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I think they have a good core mm-hmm. um, group of guys. Um, and like if. They're, I think ultimately what screws the Phillies is if their pitching staff doesn't remain healthy. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, like they, they got a good pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, like, what was it? Um, like, does Wheeler have a healthy season? Mm-hmm. Um, like last year. Last year he started 32 games, but like, mm-hmm. it, it feels like. Wheeler has an every other type of year. Yeah. Where he's yeah. like, I'm going to start 32. We're mm-hmm. going to kill it. And then next season, it's some injury. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is Wheeler going to finally get past that hump? And then you have Aaron Nola, who mm-hmm. has a, okay, I got to prove that I'm worth the amount of money I just signed mm-hmm. um, type of deal. And he's the guy mm-hmm. that's, he, he's given three straight seasons of mm-hmm. quality mm-hmm. starts and consistency. Mm-hmm. So like, can he remain consistent now that he's got his money? Because yeah. you kind of see that from most players, where they're like, mm-hmm. okay, now they get their money, and that consistency kind of drops off. Yeah, it's um, gonna. I think. Yeah, but that's... yeah, that's that's who I would say is Braves are the clear odd favorite yeah. for the division. Um, but I think Philly is the uh, dark horse, and the Mets will be the Mets, and they'll screw themselves. So, <laughs> so. I am going to prepare my heart for the possibility that the Braves don't win the division. And mm-hmm. if that were to happen, I think it could happen if there's injury issues. Max yeah. Freed is somebody I feel confident mm-hmm. is going to be good when he's good, but he's not always healthy. And mm-hmm. last year we felt that I don't feel confidence in Bryce Elder to be somebody that we can rely on consistently. No. I think we have a lot of depth, but I'm not a hundred percent confident in that depth. I think Chris Sale, I excited for Chris Sale, and I think Chris Sale is somebody that I like I like Chris Sale, but I could see Chris Sale like just not being Charlie Morton 2.0. Like I could see him mm-hmm. feeling like Cole Hamels. And it's yeah. like, oh gosh, what did we do? And we signed him to an extension. Like, so those are reasons mm-hmm. why I could be cautious. I think Ronald Acuna had an MVP season. There's certainly the possibility that he regresses back to like just really good baseball player who's like mm-hmm. not the greatest player in the world. And maybe he's like fifth in the MVP or like seventh in the MVP and like has a 290 with his strikeout rates come up again. He doesn't walk Mm -hmm. as much. He misses some time because he's overly aggressive on the base pass. Like these are all things that could happen. And I'm like I said, I'm preparing my heart. Do I think that these things are going to happen? No, I think Ronald Jr. is going to be an MVP candidate for another couple years because he's a freak. I think that Matt Olson Mm -hmm. is going to be a uh, big presence in the lineup, but I think Austin Riley's going to be our home yes. run leader this year. I think that he mm-hmm. he's emerging as a more consistent power bat than he has always been. He's always been consistent, but I think he's going to be even more. And yeah. so I think the Braves are going to be the division winner. 
I think the Braves are going to I do believe that Chris Sale will be able to be a good pitcher and I think that Chris Sale does a lot for the rest of the rotation. I think he helps buy time for guys like AJ Smith Shaver. I think mm-hmm. that he gives the Braves more time to develop Hurston Waldrop. I think that some of the young guys in the low minors are going to have more time to develop. So I feel really good about that. I'm really excited to see Jared Kalnick. I think That's he's going to be a really about. interesting addition to this lineup. And I think he just is going to fit with this team yeah. because he strikes me as a guy who's got plenty of talent. And now that he's in a place surrounded by other talent, he's going to want to get up on their level. It's like you talked about was... when we were off the air, you were talking about, when you were playing ultimate frisbee with this better team like you play better because you're around better talent oh yeah and when when you're around talent that you say like oh i need to get on their level you play better or at least you're more locked in and i think that being locked in is going to be really good and fun and exciting to watch and i think you were going to see that prospect pedigree come out and that's super cool and exciting um, and that's the that's the thing about Jared Kelnick is like I don't think he ever like yes like we were saying earlier about the Mariners of just like okay they're kind of just becoming this contender and becoming a team that's going to be a contender for a little bit mm-hmm. but I think I mean the Atlanta Braves are a completely different scenario than mm-hmm. the Seattle Mariners I mean because mm-hmm. if you look at where, the way Jared Kelnick was playing last season mm-hmm. before he stupidly. <laughs> decided to um, <laughs> injure Did he punch a wall or did he hit the bench? Or it was what was it that cooler. he did? It was a oh, cooler, gosh. I think. Why do and people attack coolers? What did they do? Justice for coolers. They do nothing yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I think that's going to be the big difference is mm. he's in a ball club that cares about mm. winning, has a pedigree mm. for winning, mm. and has a, has a pedigree of turning guys that were kind of like eh mm-hmm. into superstars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marcelo Zuno. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. There's... Well even Travis Darno. Like Travis oh, yeah. Darno was a decent catcher, bounced around. He was on the Dodgers for like half a week and they were playing him at first base. They liked his mm-hmm. bat and they said, eh, we're gonna let you go. DFA him he latches on with the Rays and he goes off to have like a prequel to what the Braves have gotten to experience. Like, yeah, that was a guy that anyone could have had. I mean, he may have wanted exactly. to come here or whatever, but like, it wasn't like he, I mean, he was available for anyone to pick up when he was DF eight. Like this yeah, is, absolutely. this is a culture of winning. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm starting to sound very Cardinals way ish, but <laughs> I think that we have something really special that you don't find every day. Or every oh, yeah. season, and I'm going oh, yeah. to enjoy it. Um, and I think ultimately yeah. that comes down to the man that is in the chair in the GM position in AA. Like, dude is a wizard for one, and two, like he cares. He cares mm-hmm. so much about these guys that are in mm-hmm. in the Atlanta Braves um, roster and overall just on the team. Um, yeah, and he shows that level of care and. He like I think it was an interview with Matt Olson, um, mm-hmm. where they basically asked him like, "Oh, what's the difference between Atlanta and Oakland?" I'm like, "Well, that's comparing like <laughs> amazingness <laughs> to, eh. <laughs> or not even, eh. I wouldn't even give the A's the eh. Um, but like he was, he was like, that was the one thing was like, you ask Alex Anthopoulos for something, mm-hmm. or you ask the ownership for something, and it's there." Yeah, like you have an organization that really cares, and yeah. like it's yeah. I think that's only gonna improve. Um, I'm one that is again like excited to see what Jared Kelnick can do. I'm yeah. excited to see what Money Mike can do. Um, mm-hmm. And like, because there's so many ways that the mm-hmm. Braves can go about their lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you in the factor of I think this is the year where Riley takes the home run crown. Um, mm-hmm. I think Olsen's still going to mash, mm-hmm. like, it's Matt Olsen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think you kind of see, like, step back is a big word for Ronald. Um, mm-hmm. 
but I don't think he will have the kind of like same like 40 70 season mm-hmm. as he did last year. Yeah. But I still think like like <laughs> I mean me saying that I feel like some people hearing me say that is like, oh well what will happen to the Braves and I was like the Braves still have everything else we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure if Ronald goes for a 30 50 season, the Braves will be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Well, and not but, to mention, I wouldn't be surprised if, or with, um, gosh, Michael Harris steals a little bit more bases and hits some more home oh, yeah. runs. Like these are like pen. It's a pendulum. Like it swings one way and it swings the other way. Like maybe Matt Olson doesn't hit fifty-five home runs, but maybe Austin Riley hits like forty-five or forty-seven. Like yeah, exactly. Like maybe Marcelo Zuna doesn't hit almost 40 home runs, but maybe he gives us 28 and Kalnick gives, gives us 35. Like mm-hmm. these things are okay with me. Like I yeah. don't care where the home runs are coming from as long as they're as hitting long them. As they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like uh, just that, that Atlanta, the, the Atlanta Braves team in general just mm-hmm. gives so much, just like I'm ready for it. I'm ready just to see them go. Yeah. Um, and get started. So, but yeah, um, well, I guess another part we can kind of touch on is yes. uh, free agency. We kind of talked about it beforehand, um, but for the remaining free agents, um, mm-hmm. obviously for those who were up a little bit late last night, um, mm-hmm. saw that Cody Bellinger is uh, staying in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, three-year deal with opt-outs after every year. Um, yeah. Yeah the way his contract structure is a bit interesting. Uh, so he mm. makes 30 million the first two years and then 20 mm. million the third with opt out okay. each year. So that's classic, really interesting. Uh, so do you think he a hundred percent takes the buyout after the second year? Or do you think that's like I, insurance for the Cubs that if he sucks, they don't have to pay as much when he's not good in the third year? Like, what do you think? What do you think that says? So I think, I think it all depends on how the Cubs are doing. Mm. So I think this says like, hey, we understand we gave you, because this is, gosh, like, I think this ultimately like it comes down to Scott Boris in general. But like, because mm-hmm. do I think that Cody Bellinger after the prove it deal that he got mm-hmm. goes out there and gets a three year eighty million, mm. like? Yes, he's getting thirty million a year, which mm. is great for him, and it's successful for the prove it deal. But only three years. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting, but mm-hmm. I think ultimately the opt outs are smart mm-hmm. on the Cubs factors. Mm. I mean, you have um, what is it, Dansby for the next six years. And then I think they signed um, Manga to. Uh, I think He's got it, an interesting uh, contract too. Um, there's definitely some interesting cub or interesting contracts with the Cubs. Or your um, deal for a Manga. Yeah, it'll be. They're an interesting group to watch. Um, hmm. But yeah, he just signed. I I was seeing rumors on Blake Snell. Do you think mm-hmm. he ends up with the Angels, or do you think he goes someplace else? So. There was something that came out today um, that the finalists for the Blake Snell race is the Angels and the Yankees. Oh, I saw this scenario, this scenario before with Garrett Cole, um, uh-huh. and obviously that went the other way. But uh-huh. um, I think, honestly, where because it says the same thing for Jordan Montgomery. Mm. Jordan Montgomery, I think, like, he... Um, I think the finalists were the Yankees, the Angels, and I think oh, I can't remember the third team. There was a third team, mm-hmm. um, but again, we kind of just have like mm-hmm. this. It's like it can go either way. Um, yeah. And oh, the Red Sox. The Red Sox were the okay. third team for Montgomery. Okay. Um, but it's kind of like man, it, it's tough because. The one thing for the Angels side is mm-hmm. they're both lefties. Yeah. Our current starting rotation, our five man mm-hmm. rotation has three lefties in it mm. without them. And okay. I feel like if you sign one of them, you're kicking out a right handed pitcher because right. 
you have Sandoval Detmers mm-hmm. and then um Tyler Anderson. Okay, well kick and then Tyler you have Anderson. Griffin Cannon. No kidding. Seriously. <laughs> that was his we worst for, deal. We felt no kidding. Like the Do- the Dodgers can turn anyone into anything, man. Um except for what's his Angels name? Always fall in. Syndergaard. <laughs> Oh, Syndergaard. What, a, what an interesting <laughs> player. Um, but I think, man, because it's like, okay, do you keep Tyler Anderson in there as kind of like, all right, the veteran towards the starting lineup, or do you turn him into this long relief type of player and still keep, because I love mm-hmm. Chase Silseth. Dude mm-hmm. has some nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. He just has to control it. Yeah. Um, and then Griffin Canning looked great mm-hmm. despite mm-hmm. him being hit with the injury bug. Yeah. And so I think like the addition of a Blake Snell or Jordan mm-hmm. Montgomery that like, if they get signed to the angels, they are the ace role. Yeah. That is the signing that they're going into versus if mm-hmm. they're going to the Yankees, mm-hmm. Yankees have their race. Garrett mm-hmm. Cole, like Garrett Cole's not getting taken off that mountain, even if it's Blake Snell, but yeah. like, that's where it can kind of go either way. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I definitely, my prediction on that mm-hmm. um, is I personally think that the Angels get neither. Mm-hmm. I think that we're content in the fact of we want the younger guys to prove themselves this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say Snell is going to the Yankees mm-hmm. um, and Montgomery is either going to go to the Red Sox or back to Texas. Okay, that would make sense. And then do you have a, a pulse on Matt Chapman? As to where you think he lands? Oof. Matt Chapman's tough because he reminds me of Anthony Rendon 2.0. Yeah, um, some of that. To where, like, he he didn't have the best season mm-hmm. this past season. Yeah, yes, you're going to have that glove, and that glove is a huge difference. But mm-hmm. if you're going to sign him to a lineup that needs a bat, I think yeah. that's where that's it can get spot. interesting. Yeah, because um, I think that's where, like, he he just reminds me of um, Anthony Rendon. Of just like mm-hmm. Rendon got signed because of his bat. Like his mm-hmm. bat is great with the Nationals, yeah. um, and then it completely dropped off. Yeah. Versus you kind of see that with Matt Chapman and when he mm-hmm. signed with Toronto, because mm-hmm. um, I mean he was, gosh, let me pull it up here. Like he's he's never been the biggest hitter. Yeah, um, like he's always had a stick, and he's always been able to be a decent hitter. But the last couple of years have been rough, and to the point oh, where it was he's like, a lower two hundreds hitter. Yeah, yeah, that's so it's kind of just like yeah. I'd but, be interested um, to see him on a young team. I think that I could a see. team that's got some young pitching. Like, I mean, Cleveland's a bad spot because they've got Jose Ramirez, but like, yeah, like a team that could use. I mean. The Marlins have a ton of guys that could play third base too, but like, I just want to see him on a young team or, or mm-hmm. go to the Giants. Like, they, the Giants always need guys that can so here, do a little bit of everything. Take yes, is what if he goes to the Cubs? On that a would make sense. One year deal. That would make sense. One year because I think the only thing Matt Chapman's signing is a one year prove the deal mm-hmm. because of his bat. Yeah, you know his glove is going to be great. Right, and like the Cubs. I think their third projected third baseman is Morale. Okay. But yeah. like he's bat, but not really much of a glove. Well, and I think the thing I like about that, I like that. That's a really good that's the the young team I'm thinking of. But mm-hmm. having a guy like Chapman out there, Chapman follows the Bellinger mold of a guy who has a an interesting bat, has got potential in his bat, mm-hmm. but his glove is a sure thing, which means oh, yeah. he already has a baseline of like, okay, solid player. But the question is, is, is that back going to push him to superstar level? Or is it going to make you really feel bad about having spent so much on a glove? And exactly. I think that's going to be like the Cubs. Yeah. If you could get a similar Bellinger type deal, I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you do like a 20, 25, 30 kind of a deal. I'm not going to worry about the money numbers of it, but like yeah. if you can get a chance to take a look at Matt Chapman, even if it's just for a one year go for it type of deal, that would be really interesting. Yeah. And I definitely think like the possibilities with um, Chapman on 
the um, Cubs is like morale played, I think, oh gosh, I think it was second base and center field. They're mm-hmm. obviously growing, um, was it Crow Armstrong, mm-hmm. into that center field role. So you mm-hmm. move morale to second, and then mm-hmm. your left side of the infield is Dansby Swanson and Matt Chapman. Mm-hmm. Like, I take that. Yeah. Well, plus you've got Nico Horner at second base, Crow Armstrong yeah. up the middle. Like, you've got a really the morale good... morale could be your DH. Yeah, that's... Because he's a bat. You could, like, you could do a lot with a defense or with a team like that. And I think with a pitching staff that took a big step last year with Justin Steele, hopefully being able mm-hmm. to replicate a lot of what he did last year. Like now that central is looking a lot more cub friendly. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think like if they go out, if the Cubs go out, cause that's the issue is the Cubs don't like mm-hmm. to spend money. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they've spent a good chunk of change this off season, mm-hmm. but if they're mm-hmm. willing to take the risk on Matt Chapman and it pays mm-hmm. off for them, Mm-hmm. I definitely consider them a solid, oh, yeah. solid taking the NL Central. Definitely, definitely. Well, we've got a couple minutes left. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I think we'll uh-huh. probably we'll touch on the American League next time. But mm-hmm. final thoughts before we get out of here. I'm just ready to see the season roll, and hopefully mm-hmm. by next week we get some uh, free agent signings. We can talk more about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited to watch some more spring training, see these guys continue to perform, and um, just excited for baseball. Heck yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, thank you so much. This is fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, go baseball. All right. Take <laughs> <Absolutely>. care. <laughs> yep.